That was finally a tomorrow from Gears of War 3. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Radio Redux. We are continuing our discussion of our own personal goats. The greatest of all time. The greatest games of all time. And it is still me, Kevin, alongside Earthheart and the two Johns, Shadow Fox and Turbo. And it's Earthheart's turn. And it's his number two choice. Hey Earthheart. What is it? Okay, so uh, my number two, um, if you'd have asked me before this year, would have been, hey, uh, you can't play this game because it's only available on older consoles. However, it has recently been re-released, so hooray. Um, And many people might be surprised that it is actually a Nintendo game as well. Um, Yes, the rumours of me hating Nintendo are untrue. Um, but this game in particular is actually the first in the series I ever played. However, I didn't fall in love with it till its first re-release on the Wii. And that is Metroid Prime. Ooh. So, I did play the original Metroid Prime on the GameCube. I didn't buy it. I got lent it by a friend at uni, I believe. And I definitely enjoyed it enough to I then asked to borrow the second game off him. And then when the third game came out on the Wii, I just bought that with my Wii, I think. Um, so, you know, it, as my introduction into Metroid, it was a great introduction. But where I really fell in love with the game was the Wii re-release of the trilogy, and the motion controls for the first game just made it one of my favourite games of all time. And that has stuck ever since. Now, the second game is good as well, but I don't think it's quite as strong as the first one. And again, the third one's very good, but there's just something about the first one that just, it was just right. It kind of had just the right amount of feeling alone, and I'm glad they didn't repeat it too much. The I think one of my problems with the second game was it tried to be the first game again, but didn't quite succeed, whereas the third one tried its own thing and did better. If, if I had to rank them, it would be 1-3-2. But the big thing was just the motion controls of the Wii made it... Now a lot of people will argue it's not a first-person shooter. It's a Metroid. It's 3D Metroidvania. Look, you're in a first-person perspective and you're shooting stuff. And yes, the, con- the reason I wasn't as big a fan of the GameCube version is because the controls felt weird because I was used to games like Halo that had very good first-person shooter controls. <laughs> Damn that Halo! <laughs> it wasn't just... Oh, I mean, granted, uh, what was it? By that by that time, obviously, Halo incorporated the, 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 the dual analog stick kind of like uh, camera and movement controls. Yeah, because to be um, fair, I had played first-person shooters before Halo that were console exclusive. Hello, Time Splitters! Um, oh, that's, yeah. that's actually a, a really good point, that it's games like that that utilise the two sticks. Yeah. That we've now that just changed people. The, that that changed people. The way people play games. Yes. The, um, like I think it's. I I know there were some games afterwards that still had a very weird. What was the? I'm trying to remember the first. Like one of the first FPSs I played. It was a James Bond one that had the left stick as move forward and backwards and rotate or strafe yeah. and look up and down was on the I right. I think it stick. might have been. It was either Agent Under Fire or fi- or, or uh, mm. Fire 
fire something? Uh, fire I something? think it was Agent Under Fire. It would have been Agent Under Fire, I think, on that based on the time periods. But it, again, uh, Time Splitters had exactly the same control scheme because that was just the control scheme people were used to at the time. Um, but yeah, the, now to be fair, Metroid had a different control scheme altogether. Um, and to be fair, that was partially based on the fact that they were going off a different type of system. Um, but then you come to the Wii version, and okay, it's still not exactly the same, but being able to aim with the Wii remote was just so much nicer, and it made the game so much better. Now, obviously, it's had a recent re-release on the Switch, of which you can actually choose between both the original GameCube controls, you can, in theory, do the Wii controls, but they've also incorporated modern first-person shooter controls. And it's so much better than the GameCube controls. I don't know if Turbo will agree with me on that one. Uh, well, I haven't. Uh, you, well, it's something that I'm wanting to get in, uh, like play again because I did. I I did pick up the Switch remaster mm. um, physically to you know have it ready for when I want to play it because I did also play the original game on the GameCube many 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 years ago on a loan, and uh, I haven't gone back to it since. And even then, I did feel that the the controls were uh, a bit janky and what, uh, like a, a bit awkward for me because again, like you, I was playing Halo beforehand. Yeah. Uh, before I ha- uh, played uh, Metro Prime, so I I what it was a bit alien. Well, to to pardon the pun, a bit alien. Um, I mean, th- th- there was definitely limitations in it, but you know, as I said, this is the thing is the Wii version genuinely just brought the controls to a place where it was just like this now feels amazing it's a great, it was a great game beforehand but it now feels so much better which in turn makes it such a better game. Now there are still people who swear by the GameCube version um, there are very few people who swear by the Wii version I know a few people though that will say the Wii version is the better one because of the controls and even I think uh, people, the pe- the main people who would actually swear by those versions are the people who love r- speedrunning it and breaking the game. Um, <laughs> they actually vary oddly enough. Some people, pref- there's different bugs in each one, so but they're so. Yeah, two but I think I think it's more prominent with the original, uh, specifically the American release. Yeah. Of uh, the original GameCube version because that was the one that's been <clears throat> highly, you know in higher regard to the speedrunners because it has a really, really obvious glitch uh, that allows you to get one of the power-ups uh, way earlier than intended. Oh, no, you can do uh, that in the UK version as well. Oh, could you? Yeah, All right. no, I, I did No, that. I just heard it all, a lot from that perspective <laughs> yeah, from I, I, a lot of people online. Um, I did but, that on uh, the Wii version. But in actually. recent re- releases, uh, particularly that with the remaster version, they've They've sorted that out now. Yes. So obviously, people, speedrunners are like, "Oh, this is not fun anymore." It's like, but no, it's you know, again, speedrunners doesn't have find to be all the things eventually. But yeah, Aye. it's. I'm not saying the remaster's bad. Not at all. Uh, my thoughts of it are in a recent-ish uh, LMC cast. Um, there's a couple of small issues with it. It doesn't ruin the game, but it does mean that the Wii version is still probably my preferred version. Not that I've dug it out for a while. And I do still hope Metro Prime 2 and 3 come to the Switch because I want to play those games again. Um, but for me, Metro Prime has just the perfect balance of this alien world, you're alone, there's 
enough for you to explore. The backtracking is a bit eh, but they never fix that in the series anyway. Um, but it's got a right balance of weapons. All the beams feel unique. All the visors feel unique and feel like they have a reason to be there. And, um, you know, Metroid Prime is a genuine threatened enemy. Uh, even though you don't discover it till right at the end, essentially. Mm. Um, and the Metroids themselves feel threatening as you find them. Um, until you find the Ice Beam, and then they become a bit of a joke. Until you find the Beta ones. Um, and the Phazon stuff is interesting. Uh, it gives you a threat. Yeah, it, it's just, I really love the game. It is worth playing through if you like first-person shooters with a bit more exploration. There is, you know, I've said plenty of times um, in the past, first-person shooters shouldn't try to make you do fiddly jumps. In fact, I said this on Tuesday when we were doing Black Mesa, I believe. Probably, yeah. Uh, because that game is really not built for ju- uh, for platforming challenges. Metroid's a little built, bit It's built different. for physics challenges. <laughs> Metroid's a little bit different because... It will never ask you to do massively difficult platforming. And the controls are kind of floaty enough where it gives you leeway enough. If you can't do it, you really shouldn't be able to do it. Unless you're a speedrunner. Um, if you can do it, it should be fairly easy to do. But there's so much to discover in the game. There's so many little secrets. You know, the beam combination missile combinations are all hidden but they're all great yeah it's it's an old love but it's one I still love to this day and when the Switch remaster came immediately I was like and I'm getting the physical version I don't mind waiting another month just so I can have the physical version so I can have a proper version of this game for a long time I still have my trilogy version as I said I never owned the GameCube version I borrowed those and to be fair this game set me off looking at the other Metroid games I like Metroid Fusion I still uh, Metroid Zero Mission are still two of my favourite games there's an amazing fan remake of the second game which I still love Um, and you know I enjoyed Dread as well and I like the fact that Dread is a continuation of the storyline from Fusion um but Metro Prime will always be the one I prefer, partially just because I prefer first-person shooters, as you can probably tell with Serious Sam, um, but it just had that really nice balance, and I don't think any of the other Metro games have beaten it since, for me. <laughs> I definitely understand people prefer some of the original ones. I still, I, you know, if you said your favourite is Zero Mission, I would not blame you. Zero Mission is a fantastic game. But for me, Metroid Prime is just the one I love more. Mm. Uh, you said you did the fan remake of uh, the second. Have you never? You never had a, a shot on the uh, the 3DS remake of uh, two. Mm, I've had I played a little bit, but no, I never bothered getting the 3DS remake. Um, nice. I've been well. I've you never know just... ba- with how Nintendo have been. Uh, you know, handling their ports recently, especially with uh, what they've just recently announced for the Luigi's Mansion series, yeah, where they're exactly. bringing the second game from the 3DS onto Switch. 
You never know, you might see the second one come uh, of uh, Metroid, uh, the Metroid 2 remake uh, that they did for 3DS to be popping onto the uh, Switch sometime in the future. This is that, bringing mobile games onto mainstream platforms, that feels like a topic we, <laughs> we <laughs> might have mentioned. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I might need to add that to the list. Um, I think we're going to see Metroid Prime 2 and 3 remakes before then. If I'm going to be honest. Oh yeah, uh, Prime, Prime 2 and 3 remakes. At least, if if before or if not, just after release of 4. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And I look forward to that. Admittedly, Metroid Prime is another one where I would be interested in doing a randomizer. However, that one's a lot more difficult to set up. So it'd be also be a... Maybe. Although I love seeing some of the like GDQ runs of like... There's an interesting run which is a randomizer where someone plays Metro Prime 1 and another person plays Metro Prime 2 and they can get items in the other for the other person's game to help them out. But the end goal what? is they both have to finish the game. That's cool if a weird experience. <laughs> well, I mean, they obviously play it a lot more often. Uh, th- there's another example of that. Uh, another example going back to uh, our old Ocarina of Time. Um, Ocarina of Time randomizer is, you know, big. Um, Zuta, as it is mostly known. Um, but Majora's Mask randomizer is a big thing now as well. But then there's also Zelda, Majora's Mask, and Ocarina mixed randomizer, where you can find items from the other game in their games. And I think you go to the Happy Mask shop to change between the games. Because that's the one thread connecting the two. Yikes! It's it's a I mean, I've, concept. I've, I was going to say that that's a concept that they did for the the uh, link to, link to the past and Metroid uh, Three. Uh, yes, those yeah, have been done as so, well. But obviously, this one's uh, more between games. That, Almost. Metroid oh, sorry, sorry. Super Metroid. I, I meant to say Super Metroid. I was like, yeah, why did I say Metroid Three? I don't know Metroid. why I said that. Yeah, it's, it, but it's it technically Metroid, Metroid 3, 3, 3, but it's called, it's officially called Super Metroid. But no, right, uh, no, I I know of that <laughs> randomizer uh, a lot more because Gerard has he loves playing that randomizer a lot. Yeah, I, he, lo- he loves both those games. I, so I have it, more I interest in the other ones because um, a there's a YouTuber I watch that has done quite a lot of. Majora's Mask randomizers because he prefers that game. Um, although he does Zuta random, his his um, partner does Zuta randomizers instead. So, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Metroid Prime is one. You know, I was very happy for the remake to come out. I, you know, while I had quibbles with the remake, and I don't think it's the best version of the game, I still am immensely happy with it. Um, and the fact that again. You know, it's the fact that I can still play this game that I love, and you know I can recommend it to people, other people to play. So Metro Prime is my number two, and the last playable game, still game you can still play on my list. <laughs> my number one is uh, not as easy to get. For over fifteen years, bringing you the best in video game music, you're listening to Radio Redux.
Quick sidebar, since we mentioned it, mm-hmm. um, regarding James Bond games. <laughs> oh yeah. So well, the, I the second game I was thinking of wasn't, was wasn't Fire or something. It was Nightfire. Nightfire. Yeah, that's what. So Nightfire. I was I looked that up quickly, and did you know there was a big streak, starting with Goldeneye, where there was a James Bond game every year. I actually do remember this because yeah. it. I was quite into the whole James Bond like games at that yeah. time for some unknown reason. So, but, so of course, it was all different developers, though. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all over the place, which is which is what's really interesting. Um, yeah, none, because like, none of the really, games were similar; they yeah, were all extremely different, all over the place. So, start <laughs> with 1997 Goldeneye 007. 1998 was James Bond 007 on the Game Boy. <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies for PlayStation is 1999. Oh, I, yeah, uh, I love the, that one as well. <laughs> the World is Not Enough for Nintendo 64 and PlayStation in 2000, along with 007 Racing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Every single game shop, there was one goddamn copy of 007 Racing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, 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 it it generated the meme of like uh, of uh, you know a super oh serious God, kind of like one, uh, property getting a, a racing game yeah. uh, kind of like spin off because right. I, I remember a game called Matt Hazard who made it yeah uh, make a joke about that yeah uh, two thousand and one uh, you get the world is not enough on Game Boy Color <laughs> as well as as well as Agent Under Fire 
2002, you get Night, uh, James Bond 007 Nightfire, which is the other one that we talked about. 2003, I completely forgot about this one. James Bond 007, Everything or Nothing. I yeah, when I yeah, I don't remember completely that one. missed. I vaguely remember that one. Yeah, um, I, I remember, remember the logo, the but one. I remember nothing about the game. Mm-hmm. 2004, you get Goldeneye Rogue Agent. I quite like that one actually. People hate on that a lot, <laughs> and, <laughs> but because it wasn't go- the actual Goldeneye. That bad no, yeah, bad. that's true. It wasn't the Goldeneye. It was a man with a Goldeneye. And and then you got <laughs> something that was like really stylistically different which was 2005 and from russia with love oh yeah the the kind of like a game version of uh of, you know of the movie mm. from from russia with love with where they had sean connery actually yeah uh, it was sean connery yeah. on the in the sean role connery as yeah um by then EA. it's t- 2008 for quantum of solace tie-in to uh 2010 technically had three James Bond games, Goldeneye 007, uh, Bloodstone, of course. James Bond 007, Bloodstone. Uh, Goldeneye Source was also came out in 2010, oh. and then 007 Legends, if you remember that one, in 2012. Oh, that mess! That <laughs> was a mess. That game, absolute mess. But there's just so many, there's just so many like weird ones. But to have such a streak of this, like one for a film franchise. That's crazy. It's just all over the place. Absolutely James Bond was all everywhere over the place. For, a, for that period of time. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, just, it's just so funny because you got obviously it's the it's the Piers Brosnan era. It's the it's the reboot, if you like. It's the restart of the franchise from the, the in the uh, uh, mid to late nineties. And yeah, it's just wow. Never knew there was that many. May have a fun fact on that topic for another time. Another time, but uh, yes, yeah, sidebar <laughs> over. But since we mentioned it, I thought I'd bring it up.
So unless well, Turbo's is a uh, James Bond game. Well, well, no, no, no. It's sadly not a James Bond game. I'm, I was it's actually perfect go- dark. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's a game I've never played um, of any iteration. Uh, no, I wanted to go back to what Josh uh, Earthheart was just talking about with um, randomizers. And, of course, it, obviously, it's a nice little segue into the next game that I have on my list that uh, I have actually played. This is the one game that I actually have played a randomizer for, which has been featured on LMC. Kev will obviously know where I'm going with this. Um, and I, a couple of It could go a couple of ways, but I suspect one more than the other. <laughs> well, it's obviously very, very well uh, regarded in a certain uh, time of the month, obviously. Uh, that uh, ah, you, uh, you know too well. Giant spider! Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what I'm talking about, uh, what is uh, being referenced here is that of the remake, the 2002 remake of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, this was obviously something that uh, Shinji Mikami, uh, along with Capcom, was trying to, uh, you know, make a uh, a big sh- song and dance about of uh, uh, the the Capcom Five uh, project that they were doing, where they would have uh, five exclusive titles for the system at, uh, for the Nintendo GameCube at the time, because they felt felt that that was the best platform to try to um you know make make a kind of like a, a statement on uh, or uh, make business on even um and the first one being that of a full-on uh i wouldn't it's not hd at the time but like a, a complete overhaul of the original game which was at that time barely five years it's like uh, the original game came out in 96 i believe um, and this was like 2002, two, well, 2001, 2000, it's, it released in 2002. So just over five years afterwards. And they, and Shinji Mikami said, yep, I want to remake this game. I want to make it better. And by God, it is better. It's better gameplay wise. It's better Sound-wise, it's better. Acting-wise, even though it has some ha- uh, hammy voice acting uh, to it, but at least it's a it's a little more kind of like uh, grounded than so, so, it some of those hammy are just references to the original one. Jill sandwich. Sorry? Some of those. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! The, the, the Jill sandwich line was in the original one. Yeah, yeah. but it, they're, they're uh, as references. which which was nicely reworded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with it, where the it in, instead of uh, Barry said uh, for a second longer, you would have been a Jill sandwich. He just said he he says and it's like a second later, you would have fit nicely into a sandwich, which con- grammarly it actually you know is bit better rather than calling Jill a sandwich. You know, it's like uh, he'd say, God damn it, oh, you would have you would have squished into a paste to put, put nicely onto the sandwich. I don't know. I, yeah. I think there's a charm to having terrible. Well, there is a uh, charm, but then then you get Capcom referencing it. Uh, then you in, get House of the yeah. Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah you get House <laughs> of the Dead. Get. You see, Who House of the Dead it? was even worse, and it's still worse in in, in all regard. But with Resident you can, Evil, you, they tried to. You can 
you can either try and fix it or you can run with it and embrace it. And that's I prefer. Well, the, problem, to well, the problem with lay, later series with Resident Evil is that they keep going back and forth. Yeah, they want to reference the past, but the, but then they want to make uh, serious kind of like stories as well, and you know try to break away from that. Um, Are you saying you don't want tofu anymore in your games? Well, that well, it's not not to. Th- not that I don't like tofu, although granted, I never unlocked <laughs> uh, like I never unlocked him originally in the main uh, in the original Resident Evil Two. But of course, having f- five of the blasted buggers in the remake was annoying. Uh, but n- nonetheless, um, no stuff stuff like that that wasn't involved in the main story. That that's just a side thing. But I'm talking about like the. You know the bad acting and the stuff like that. That that w- that did hinder the atmosphere of the original game of like you know the kind of like the the the, the core aspect of horror and surviving the threats that are in the mansion and whatnot and trying to solve all these puzzles uh, while doing so to find out how how to escape it and whatnot. Uh, the remake really was it it's a night and day situation where it's like you look at the original game and then you look at the remake and it's like freaking hell and that's like five years five or six years of like time period difference and you go from that to that it's 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 crazy uh how and then obviously the recently uh, in recent years they've updated it to uh hd uh with the hd remasters um, and recent re-releases and whatnot, and on Steam, obviously they mo- uh, they modded in a you know a randomizer uh, that was uh, very fun to get through uh, and whatnot. I've I've only completed I've only get ever completed that randomizer once. <laughs> it's like I've I've tried several other attempts beforehand, and it didn't. Uh, you know, I've died. Uh, because I, I never got this, I never got freaking gun to work with. But that um, was so hilarious. <laughs> was that the one that you actually failed? The randomizer playthrough that you failed? Uh, that no, the one, no, the one that you've got uploaded onto the archive right now. That's the successful one. That's uh, that's the one that I actually. I, yeah, because I've got I've got one where it fails, but it's it's that one where you where you you haven't got a gun and you randomly go through the door because the doors are randomized yeah and then you've got the giant spider and then you run away and you pick another door to escape and it's and just another room it, go- of spiders. it goes through yeah. to the other room with the spider yeah he's <laughs> like all that was in a, a successful run it was in a successful run that craziness and that was also the same run where i didn't get a gun until like yeah uh half like like two hours later yeah and it was all like like the two things needed was in the same position yeah like the, same, I, the, the same bit of corridor and they were like in really you know inconspicuous places mm-hmm. there's a there's a guys there's a, there's a clip of it if you go to the go to the youtube channel if you don't want to see the whole thing but you should do anyway because it gives you an idea there is a clip of the the, the spider <laughs> the yeah. spider situation as part of the tdl uh, clip compilations uh, but it's just like just the, the sheer the sheer panic. <laughs> it's like there's mm. no escape. Yeah, because I had nothing at that time. I had, I had, I had no had absolutely weapons. Absolutely nothing. No ability yeah. to I had, start. All I had was yourself. a knife. 
That's all I had. Yeah, that's all you and, need. Right? Uh, obviously, it was it never it not never. Not against that spider. You not, no, no, you, not you against Black Tiger. You need a no. gun. Resident Evil Australian mode. <laughs> I mean, granted, you could do it. Like I've seen people who do knife only runs in uh, Resident Evil games, it's especially like the original game and stuff, oh. uh, uh, like the original game and the remake um, and whatnot. And uh, it is plausible but i'm not a knife only guy oh, like Fox, i want put, a gun <laughs> give me a gun in, why have you put that image into my head shadow Fox? if you're just going to the bathroom lifting up the toilet seat and then out from underneath the bowl comes, oh. comes this giant spider <laughs> oh don't don't give don't give our uh listeners uh nightmares oh i don't even know where you got that sorry, from this, 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 Australian feature, mode. this feature this yeah that's what's like australia mode you got this is why all australians take a knife to the toilet with them. Yeah, it's, a, it's the way you escape Resident Evil rules, isn't it? I'm going to take my bread and I'm going to stick it down the toilet. Yeah. Oh, where's me gun? Damn, these gun control laws in this country. Um, Cry. But no. It, but it's not only uh, the main game itself being overhauled. There's so many, so many modes added to it. Real survivor, invisible enemy mode, uh, the 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 replaying through it again with a special zombie type that comes uh, that's uh, in the game for uh, the first uh, or for the two thirds of the playthrough uh, that you go through. Is that the crimson? Uh, heads? No, no, not the well. The, well, the Crimson Heads uh, that was a new feature as well um, for it. But I'm talking about like a, a very special zombie that was uh, uh, thrown in on a on repeated New Game Plus uh, runs. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that uh, gave a little bit of chance. He, they, they were a special zombie that had a bunch of grenades tied to them, and if you oh. shot it once with any weapon whatsoever, you'd be dead. Okay. Um. But uh, but no the the real the real nice thing was the, uh, the completionist aspect of it where if you beat invisible mode or visible enemy mode um, on any difficulty it didn't have to be the hardest difficulty but like on any difficulty you would get a really nice um, uh, unlock of like a concept gallery of like concept art for uh, and concepts for like different outfits and. Uh, environments for the game and stuff like that and a nice message from Shinji Mikami and the rest of the team uh, uh, that worked on the remake and it was that, it, it's stuff like that that was like really nice touch to an already um, amazing remastery of a game that uh, in all in all case and point was just a laughing stock of a horror uh, horror game, effectively. I, I don't know um, if the original release really was because it was then trying something very new. It was something it, that was very new. Yeah, it's just it was, uh, and it, it it did have its fans of like how it, it incorporated uh, fear and and uh, uh, tension in gameplay and stuff like that. But then you got you know the acting to kind of like. Yeah, Br- bring think, it back I, I to think, I silliness. Think, I think people somewhat accepted that at the time because it was like, oh, well, you know, they probably can't hire real voice actors or something. Mm. And again, but then they, they rectified that with the second game, and that yeah. and that's regarded as the, one of the best, uh, you know, uh, Resident Evil games or survival horror games uh, in history. Yeah, uh, the second, the original second game. 
Um, they have to get that dollar now. Dollar now, obviously, one. it's like you know, you got like so many remakes of these cla- uh, of these classics. Now, it's like it's hard to say which one which one is the best one. But I, in my opinion, I still regard the original the original remake of the original game as the best um, in the series in the series and one one of my favorite t- titles to go through um every so often if i ever have the chance to play it again um i, I obviously i would love to do another re- uh, like a randomizer for turboween again on that and see see if i have a better luck <laughs> <laughs> with it but it's uh, such fun it was fun 7pm on a Sunday wouldn't be the same without the LMC block. Tune in for an hour of fun every week to kickstart your Sunday evening with shows from Last Minute Continues Community Archive as well as brand new episodes premiering on Radio Sega on LMC Cast. Join the crew for fun and laughs as they battle each other for gaming supremacy and discuss their latest entertainment experiences, good and bad. And don't forget the show that started it all. Join Kevin for hot music and hotter topics in brand new episodes of Radio Redux. You don't want to miss it. That's the LMC block every Sunday at 7pm on Radio Sega.
But uh, yeah, Resident Evil Remake. Um, that's uh, the fourth game in my list there. Um, Shadow Fox, what's your fourth game? Uh, well, my fourth game is a game that also contains quite large spiders and the undead. But it harkens back a little bit more to the more casual ex- enjoyance of games. In fact, uh, so what most people might go for a viscera cleanup or something similar. I think one of my classic go back tos that's usually somewhere on my mind is Minecraft, oh. <laughs> which might it might be a quite odd one again. I'm a, I have quite a bit of an eclectic taste in games. I will play just about anything. And Minecraft is a game, again, you can kind of turn into anything. I have sat down recently, and I have made an entire factory that just makes cake in Minecraft, <laughs> thanks to the <laughs> abundance of mods. Stop, 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 stop. Just, no, no. just a Homer hell. Treatment. Is that yes, that Homer hell machine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not far off. So the situation behind it was, Crow was doing magic stuff, and her flowers ate cake because that is the logical conclusion <laughs> we get here. <laughs> Sorry, can you say that crow. whole sentence again? Please <laughs> say that whole sentence again. Feed me crow. The feed explanation me starting with Crow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crow was dealing in magic and needed some cake for a flower to eat. <laughs> Which is Of course! Why of course. wouldn't it be? <laughs> Why wouldn't it? Welcome to Minecraft. So I've made an entire with all the mods we've got, I've got an entire factory floor, we've got caged chickens, we've got wheat in and sugarcane in cloches and conveyor belts and smashers and like convection like uh, one of those ovens that moves things through like you get in a pizza place and why and just this entire area is designed just to make cake why because why not because it the goal is whatever you want in minecraft do you want to fight an ender dragon well sure you can go do that you can mine down you can find the diamonds or maybe you just want to build a giant house and find a mansion to make and you can do that as well I, I, whenever I have a mood to be creative, there is something there for my. There is something there that I can do in Minecraft. Like another one of the ones I've enjoyed recently is a train mod. You can make trains and then break the train tracks and have them going around, and you can put little snowplows on the front of them and clear the path and pave everything. It's like why, why not? It's. It's hard to find a game that just does allow you to do that. <laughs> the amount of, like people have spent more time modding Minecraft than I think any other game. It feels like you can turn it into anything and everything. Like I was speaking about that on the uh, most recent LMC cast. Yeah, it's like we were talking about like games that you do go back to at least once a year. I probably go back to Minecraft two to three times a year for a like a month long binge. All in all, just throw up a server and have some fun. It's it's a thing that we we've done before, as a group actually. I mean, I've definitely done stuff with you and another gaming group that we used to play Destiny with. Yes. Um, we see that. 
I, I, I remember. I think I was trying to make like a underground layer with uh, lava falls or something. Yeah, I mean that's something you can do. Uh, I, we had um, if I remember rightly, I think Jay and Soof had a server at one point. They did have a one on a couple of occasions. They've had servers where because that's the only time I've ever played Minecraft is on that server. Yeah. Which just end, ended as, as most Minecraft servers do. With somebody <laughs> messing up your stuff and then you digging a tunnel under their house and then setting a bunch of explosives there. That was exactly and, how it ended. And it's it was. Like, come, come back one day, your perfectly crafted building, which is simple and fired, is on fire. I think I have a <laughs> Who is responsible for this? Have done that. <laughs> Who is responsible for this? Well... No one's saying uh, anything, but it's definitely Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the one of the other servers we were in, I made like a fifty-foot-tall uh, pixel earthy out of wool just because I could. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> it. like the amount that's, the amount of yeah. pixel art people have made in Minecraft as well. It, it's versatile. Versatility is fun. Earth, Earth just, Earth just. I think you just sort of hit the nail on the head there. It, because you can, yeah, it's, yeah, because you can. <laughs> People have built, built working computers in Minecraft because they can. I I have seen some of like like they, they'll they'll make like uh, music machines where it's like they'll, all the note blocks and they'll link them up and they'll just have this continuous stream going and they'll play God knows what song on there like fucking Neon Genesis opening <laughs> on Minecraft note blocks because as you said you can. I mean, I mean, is it is there anyone out there who doesn't know what Minecraft is? Probably Not. some very young kids, but <laughs> I don't know. Was it the one time we went to an? I, I went to an internet, well, not an internet cafe. It was it was a gaming room. It was in London with a few other people. Then you got all the old guys on there and like the racing machines, like on console, and you got all the young kids there on the Minecraft. Although it's probably Roblox now, isn't it? <laughs> all, all the young kids on the Minecraft. <laughs> on no, the Minecraft. even in even when you go to stuff like Insomnia, there is still a massive still. Minecraft area. Still, yeah, yeah. It, you could just sell, you could just sell it, but on the basis of you can come here and play Minecraft and Fortnite. Yeah, pretty much. Even yeah. now, and you could get a very decent showing of people. I, I can't remember. We had a YouTube celebrity come round and say hello to us. I, I It's going to bug me. Um, we were showing something off at an insomnia. And they came oh, this is for us. Because our kids have been playing Fortnite all day, and I don't understand why they wanted to come to insomnia to play Fortnite when they could just have played it at home. It's to play. Yeah. It's to play it around other people, isn't it? I it's, guess. It's to, it's, to, it's, to, it's, to, it's to show off. Yeah. It's to dunk on it's them. It's to show off. <laughs> Just to show off. But no, Minecraft. Minecraft the fact that Minecraft is still going and still getting updates proves, you know, how yeah. much that game has. It's another one of those games that have had a lasting impact. Oh yeah, again, I, I, I remember, it's I because think... of that simple appeal, like yeah. uh, that simple design and think, yeah. uh, infrastructure. It's it's a game that you could constantly kind of like build upon for for years and years and years, and it's obviously been um, a factor of that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've, got, they've got the two different versions as well because they've got, got the Java edition, which is the original edition, which has what everyone's modding for on PC. But then you've got that Bedrock edition, which is on the consoles, which has those packs. It has that the Sonic packs, the Mario packs, the Marvel packs, or whatever, which again actually change how the game works as well. I think the Sonic pack actually gave you a spin dash ability. Yeah, I believe it did. Like yeah, that, yeah. There was a, there was some other, there was some other bells and whistles that came with it. Yeah, including actual bells and whistles. I think. Remember right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Like I said, it's a versatile game, and I think it's actually the newest one on my list technically with its release. But I've, it, does I go, it does go through cycles of popularity. There's usually there's something, and then everyone gets into it again. All the creators yeah. get into it again. Yeah, it, it usually it usually comes to yeah. Like because like, I know in the modding scene, it's like they'll it'll kind of be there'll be a popular version that people will make mods for, and then. It, because sometimes the updates will like change too much, and it's like, well, we can't really port it without doing a bunch of changes. So we're just going to stick with this version, and we they, then everyone will eventually agree this is the version we're all going to build for again. It, it's usually when you get a major development. Like there's one um, there's one YouTuber I watch, and one of the things he's been doing recently is creating custom emotes for the games that let you like do like actions and stuff. Um, to create stuff for the people he plays with on his own server. Yeah. Minecraft servers are a big thing. Minecraft uh, SMPs, so they're called. Yeah. Server multiplayers, yes. which I really dislike. That's t- <laughs> it doesn't feel right in the mouth. <laughs> but yes, I would say that, again, a big game that stuck with me for as long as I've had it. So, yeah. Absolutely a favourite. Never miss a show. Subscribe to Radio Redux now on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and all major podcast platforms.